I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I am Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike. And we are about a half hour away from history being made. NASA and SpaceX have declared a go for launch. That is scheduled for 2.33 Mountain Time. And when we get to zero, and the engines fire, and that rocket lifts off, and those two astronauts up in the nose cone uh, take off on their pathway to outer space to link up with the International Space Station, we'll be making some history. History, why? Well, because in almost 10 years, the United States, NASA, has relied on the Soyuz rocket system to get Americans to the International Space Station. We've had to pay for tickets to space. and We've had to pay the Russians for those tickets. They're not cheap either. Millions and millions. But now, now, thanks to a partnership between NASA and SpaceX and Elon Musk, to put it in Elon Musk's terms, we are reigniting the dream of space. Now, I know that sounds like all kinds of space propaganda, uh, but I can tell you and assure you that it, they are my feelings. I am excited about this, and my dream of space has been reignited. 233 on these airwaves will bring to you history in the making as that rocket ship takes off towards the International Space Station. Right now, though, I want to take a few moments to give you the backstory of uh, something that you have heard covered here in Utah for the past couple of days, and it has to do with a headstone a single headstone tucked away in the corner of a cemetery at Fort Douglas. Why is that headstone making headlines? Well, because it bears the adornment of the Nazi Iron Cross and swastika, as well as the year 1939. That headstone marks the, the grave site of uh, a Nazi named Paul Eilert. He lived from 1905 to 1944, and at a hospital in Brigham City, Utah, he died of colon cancer. And after his death, Fort Douglas buried its first Nazi prisoner here in Utah. And the other Nazis imprisoned here in Utah, they pooled their money, and they paid the $275 to have a more elaborate and robust headstone, head marker, placed above this Nazi's burial place. Paul Eilert. And there is an iron cross and a swastika in the year 1939, which indicates the year Germany marched into Poland. And there are a number of lawmakers, members of Congress, who would like to see either that headstone taken down or it to be altered so that the swastika and the Iron Cross are no longer visible. I'll tell you, there are a few uh, Utahns uh, who have spoken out on this as well. Uh, Chris Stewart, he supports this letter. John Curtis is still evaluating. Let us know yesterday that at this time there's no comment on the letter, and we have yet to hear from the other two members of Congress. 
the letter makes the request of the Secretary of the Department of Veterans Affairs to remove those symbols as they indicate hate. And they are evil and they represent uh, a movement and an effort undertaken by a tyrant to snuff out human life on the scale never before seen in human history. And I agree with all that. Absolutely 100%. Absolutely 100%. But, there's always a but, should this headstone be taken down? Or, alternatively, should the swastika and the iron cross be obscured from the headstone? It has stood there since 1944. I talked about this this morning on a Facebook Live. You know how that works. I get behind my little camera here and I stare off into space and I talk and share and uh, give a little preview of what's to come on today's episode. And we talked at length about this story, about the headstone bearing the swastika and the iron cross at Fort Douglas here in Utah. And opinions were mixed. There were many individuals who said, yeah, no, you got to take that down. That's no good. That is no, no good. Uh, and then there were many saying that to take it down would be akin to rewriting history. Now, I think my attitude falls somewhere in the middle there. I don't think that to, I don't think that to take it down would be rewriting history. You know, we would still have knowledge that it was there. And if I'm honest, uh, most of you, including myself, we didn't know it was there three, four days ago. All right. So it's not like that this headstone there was, you know, some historic thing that was constantly reminding us of this or that event in history. Now, we just heard about it. Okay, so let's be practical about the whole deal. But with that said, the principle, the principle which remains is that it is, in fact, a piece of history, an ugly, disgusting, vile one, but a piece of history nonetheless. And I wouldn't be so bothered if it stayed under certain conditions. Number one, you look at the other individuals who are buried around there. This corner of the cemetery at Fort Douglas was set aside for POWs, most of them uh, having uh, passed away and buried there during World War I. Uh, but there were a handful, including this one here, which came from World War II. Now... I would be okay with leaving it if, how about this, there was a sign. There was a sign that put into context why it was there, how it came to be there, and why there are no more. It wasn't the practice of the United States government to pay for and fund headstones of this nature. You will find no American dollars being used to pay for headstones which bear the adornments of the Iron Cross or the swastika. This one was paid by fellow Nazis who were imprisoned here alongside Paul Eilert, who died in 1944 and whose headstone is the center of all of this controversy. I think that a sign placed nearby this headstone explaining the context, telling the backstory, would be satisfactory. I don't think that that by any stretch of the imagination is condoning the atrocities associated with these symbols. Not at all. We're smart. We understand history. We understand that what happened during World War II at the hands of Nazi Germany was atrocious. 
and evil and vile and unspeakable, and that the highest of likelihoods is that those responsible for perpetrating those terrible acts are burning somewhere right now. So I'm okay if it stays. I'm okay if it stays because I am a student of history and I think this is a part of history. And I'd like to know what you think. If you go to my Facebook page right now, I'm going to post in a moment an article which dates back to 1944, which explains exactly how this headstone came to be located in Fort Douglas and why it came to be adorned by uh, these Nazi symbols. And I'd like to know what you think. Would you like to see it taken down? Or would you be okay with your own understanding of history to know that that is a symbol of something terrible and vile? And maybe also a reminder of the low depths which humanity can sink, as exemplified by those terrible acts perpetrated by the Nazis. It's a tough one. We'll see how it plays out in Congress. The letter has been sent to the Department of Veterans Affairs. They have some time to respond. We'll see what that response is. And we'll continue to cover that story on this radio program. I'm going to take a quick break here, and when I come back, we're going to turn our attention to history in the making. You and I together. You and I together will see a spacecraft launch from U.S. soil carrying two Americans into space for the first time in almost a decade. You and I are today reigniting the dream of space. That's ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.